I have tapes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pod. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Hello! Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the League Podcast Headquarters in Upper Arlington, Ohio, I am Diesel, and this is Don't Fear the COVID. Joining me today, per the usual, as he has for every other day that we've done this, is the Commish, and our guest today, from all the way down in the deep south where he was clearly born and raised, Garrison joins us today. Gary, how the hell are you? Howdy. <laughs> Perfect. See? <laughs> Fucking told you. Um, okay, so uh, we've brought Gary on here today because uh, we have a segment planned for him that uh, I'm going to be referring to it as hypotheticals. Okay, okay, with my okay. Heart. Well, I was thinking hypothetically. I mean, don't take this seriously. Don't take me. I mean, just uh, not credibly. I feel it. Good name, John. So I think it's a good name. The thing is, it doesn't really work via, like, it doesn't work sonically. You have to see it, kind of, to really, like, yeah. the perfect pause for it to work. I think I tried to clarify it as much as I could. So it's the word hype and then othetical. That's that's all we, we were all doing. understood. Just, now you, it's just... It's probably ruined, ruined yeah. But see, now, yeah. Now you screwed it up. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I was going to do that eventually. So what we're going to do here, and so... Garrison requested, at his request, we have informed him nothing about what we're going to be doing here. So he's hearing this with all of you at home. Uh, we're going to be doing here is, much like Chuck's interviews of our uh, weekly owners, we're going to be giving Gary some hypothetical situations. Mm. We're going to see how they strike him, and we're going to get his opinions on how he thinks they uh, shake out or uh, who would do best, whatever it is. We, we kept this super fucking broad. This is awesome. just... We're filling time here, Gary. That's what's happening. I, I can fill. We're milking clock. All we're, it's all we're doing from now on is just milking clock. Milking clock. So for the next four to however many weeks, we're milking clock. For the next four weeks to four months, just milking clock. <laughs> we have saved all of our timeouts. Yeah. We're slowing this bitch down. <laughs> no Andy Reid will be seen. Um, so, uh, Chuck, would you like to go first or should I? Uh, I can go first if that's all right. Go for it. All right, Garrison. Here we go. You are in a gymnasium with one hundred five-year-olds. There, there is nothing that can be used as a weapon at all. Who walks out of the gym alive? You or the five-year-olds? Now, just as a little point of information here, the average size of a five-year-old. Is thirty nine and a half pounds and three and a half feet tall. There's not a chance I make it out of there. 
They would grab me by the ankles and drag me down and consume me. You ever seen children? But not a chance. I wouldn't stand a chance. I could punch and kick all I wanted. Zero chance of me making out there alive. How really? You're, you're giving yourself a zero percent chance. Have you seen a hundred five year olds in one place? <laughs> I, I mean, I've I, I, I've seen a lot of kids in one place. That's 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 you know. I'm not I, even saying that they would attack me. I think I would just be consumed under the mass of children and suffocate to death. Dude, so you're in a gymnasium, though, so there's room to move around. That's why I put you in that arena. Yeah, but there's just so many of them. Yeah, they, that takes up a lot of space. 105-year-olds doesn't leave a lot of breathing room. Right. If you stack them next to each other, it'd be not even like half court of a basketball-like court. What, are they organized in rank and file? Or are they- I think if you like push them all together, that's what it would be. So it takes up less space than you think it does. Here's the situation, though. It only takes one of them to grab and latch onto one of your legs. Now you're slowed way down. The rest of them mm-hmm. can catch up. Mm-hmm. You're done. I mean, yeah. over, so. I, I, I'm, I, I'm just trying to lay out all the details of the, of the arena to let you make no. your own assessment. But I'm just trying to give you as much information as I can. I get it. I mean, it's not like I wouldn't do everything in my power. Sure. Like I'd put up a good fight. I'd try and jump up, grab the basketball hoop, pull myself Whoa. up, and then just drop slam down on some <laughs> of them. That'd be the best tactic. But I, I really don't think that <laughs> if only one of the two parties can emerge, it's not going to be me. See, now I think that your strategy is you climb the basketball hoop, if you can, uh, which I think under the adrenaline circumstances, you'd be able to climb up there. Right. And, and you wait for them to get smart enough to form a human pyramid and you just and you just kick the one on top as they get to that height, you just kick that one in the face like over and over again and eventually they'll run out of you you'll, you'll whittle them down and then you can just take out the last maybe 10 from the ground. Maybe, but I don't know. You're kicking 90 of them in the face. Yeah. Yeah. You're they're getting so beat. they're so resilient too. That's true. Steve, this is, and then they'll be back right up on top. So of the here's team. the thing: is this was this was the big debate because we had this debate. We've uh, had this debate an endless number of yeah. times. Yeah, I I'm convinced I'm the one walking out of the gym alive. There, you, you can say nothing that will change my mind of that. And my theory is this: that if you punch a five year old or kick them in the face, they're down. Like, they're not going to bounce back from that. It's just so many of them. No, I mean... And they have so much energy. Like, I, think a, I think a full-grown man punching a small child in the face is enough to incapacitate the child. I know, but, like, you know, let's say you're on the ground, you start punching kids, all of a sudden you're swarm, they jump on your back, you're mm-hmm. down on the ground... It's yeah. just if they get you to the ground, it's over. Right. Yes, I, that'll that'll give you. But I'm saying there's enough room to move around where you can sort of. I mean, you could basically zombie train them, like in Call of Duty. It's kind of the mentality that I think I have. <laughs> oh, so just keep them moving, and then you'll yeah, eventually... you, should, you basically get them into a line. And you work around the gym, slowly picking off a few here and there as you keep moving. It's like a it's like a dodge and weave. You hit a couple, you back up. You, you know, you keep moving. That's a tall task. That's a lot of five-year-olds. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I'm saying that I think under the, the right circumstances and the adrenaline in that scenario, I have enough space to be able to do what I want to do. 
Okay. Here's a follow-up to Charlie's question, Gary. Okay. Assuming you don't, like you said, you, you don't right. make it out of there, how many are you taking down with you? I mean, I would take down probably at least a good 50. Okay. For sure. Make it a halfway but, there. I mean, even 50 more, that's just insurmountable numbers. It'd be a lot. Honestly. So at 50, then, you feel like you could make it If out. you get through 90 of them, if you punch 95-year-olds in the face, you will be so fatigued, there's not a chance you make it past the last time. We're I, talking 90 knockout punches here? I guess they don't all have to be haymakers. No, They're see, that's also my thing. If you just, like, kick them and get them on the ground, you just have to maim them enough to make them stationary or, like – Reserved them to crawling. Once you get them all maimed or get them eliminated, then you can go around just stomping on their faces to eliminate them. No. See, see, that's how they get you. They make you think that they're down. All right, now you start running around and focus on the ones that are still active. Boom, you get swarmed. And then they get your ankles. They crawl up, grab your ankles, you're done. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm with Gary on this one. I don't think you make it out. All right, I'm just just saying. You know, everyone that listens to this knows where I stand on this issue. Yeah, I think I, I definitely think that they do, but I also just think you're wrong. Wow, big stuff here. This is <laughs> okay. Um, all right, we'll we'll move on to mine, Gary. Uh, my, so my first one, two. I think we each have three of these. Also, so buckle awesome. in. We we are nowhere near done. I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, all right, so number one for me. Um, so of the people that we know, mm-hmm. mutual friends exclude. You can take this out as far as you want. Who is the most likely to go to space one day? Alex. Okay. Yeah, he would fall into it somehow. <laughs> I mean, he would, for sure. He would just like accidentally fall into a rocket ship. I don't know. He's oh, so, going to space. So you're <laughs> Not on purpose. He doesn't want to be an astronaut. No, okay, yeah. So I, I misunderstood you at first. You don't mean he's going to fail upwards. You mean he's going to physically... Like he's physically going to fall into some <laughs> sort of rocket ship. <laughs> like he's going to be near the cargo like that they're packing up. And right. he's just going to get like sealed. Like he'll be taking a nap. In like the cargo bay, and they're just gonna seal him into one so, of the containers. No, see, I think of it more as like he sees the pack. I was like, oh, let me go check this out, and like wanders over there. And as he's like looking through stuff, they like close the latch behind him. They're like, oh, all right, time to go to space. <laughs> Send him up. No, for sure, there's nobody else who would make it to space. Sorry, guys. No, I don't. I agree. I think it's it's unlikely that any of us make it there. But wow, yeah. I just want it to be definitively known that it would not be on purpose. No. <laughs> Now, here's, here's my follow-up question to that. At what age do you think kids start to realize that for 99.9% of them, astronaut is not a realistic career goal? Probably about 7th grade. I was going to yeah. say 7th or 8th grade, like right, right when you're getting ready for high school. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. When you actually have to start thinking about careers. Right. Yeah, and you're all of a sudden like, Oh, you start, yeah, taking, like, standard, you start taking standardized tests and things, and you're like, "Oh man!" Don't you realize that you're not a not a genius. B don't want to go to the air force yeah. before. Like, <laughs> odds aren't very good for you. You have to. You pretty much have to be both a genius and like a top tier like military person, right? Like that's it. Now, uh, to what? side note. For one of those recruitment commercials where it's like join the military, it has like all the branches at the bottom. It had Space Force on there on the most recent one that I saw. Sure we do have a Space Did Force it. now. I forgot about Space Force. And we have a Space Force look. That could be Alex's way in, potentially. Drafted into the Space Force. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I could see it. Think about it. He's got. He's mechanically handy. Yeah. They might be like, "Hey, man, <laughs> you're in. You're up." Just kind of a kind of a sidebar to this. I brought this up with my house the other night, but how sweet would it be to be on the International Space Station right now? And the whole world is just like infected with this horrible disease that's spreading rapidly, and you're chilling. <laughs> you're you're literally in the best possible place you can be. Right. So there is a caveat to that, though. You're in the best possible place you can be until you need supplies again, and they're like, "Sorry, we really can't send anything up there because we might like." Yeah. Like, I guess they could sterilize it pretty well, and they could yeah. be sure they're not sending it up there with you. That'd be fine. I feel like the normal, like, health and, like, cleaning protocols when they, like, go into space are probably enough to, like, take care of the coronavirus. The nuclear right. coronavirus. That's and, like, true. You know, let's say it gets real scary. They can leave you up there and keep sending supplies till we have a vaccine, then send the vaccine up, give yourself a shot, you come back down. That's true. It's also, like, all those people are in peak physical health. Right. Like, no one up there is immunocompromised. Yeah, they're or, probably all doing it, especially since you have you probably have a lot of vaccines because all the different countries, oh, well, yeah. not all of them, but a lot of different countries from different continents send people up there. So you have to have all your vaccines up and all that. You have to have a lot of vaccines. They keep very close tabs on your health while you're up there. Right. So odds are you're not, you know, catching cold and shit up there. Good point. Yeah, you know what? I take it back. You're right. I want to be drafted to the Space Force. Send me the fuck up there. I'm out. I'm done with this shit. I'm going to be quarantined effectively by myself for this long. It might as well be in space. True. Hey. Well, John says effectively by myself in a house full of, you know, three other people. Imagine that. He's, you're all gone He just now. doesn't like us, I guess. You're all yeah. gone. Yeah, fuck you guys. You leave yeah. me by myself all day long. I'm like a dog. Once you leave, I think you're never coming back. You just back. bark the whole time. I do. Like that. <laughs> wonder if he's outside. I hate that dog. Nice. I want that on the record too. He hates podcasts. Um, okay, uh, Chuck, you want to your next question? Okay, uh, this is my next one. Um, Gary, you get caught in a bear trap, and you have to cut off a number of limbs to survive. Do you cut off? You have the choice. Do you cut off either both of your legs or your non-dominant hand slash arm? I have three limbs in a bear trap together. <laughs> no, it's 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 this it's this the scenario I'm painting I'm painting out for you. you. Either either both your legs are caught, or your non-dominant arm is caught. Which do you I cut mean, off? I would rather lose my non-dominant arm. I'm just confused how I got into a situation <laughs> where I had more than one limb in a bear trap. It's a hypothetical. I just bunny roll, hop into it. Yeah. Just, just roll with it. No, it would be easy. It would easily be non-dominant arm. I mean, I would rather only have one arm and be able to do stuff with it all the time and then not have any legs at all. Yeah. See, I, I'm on the opposite side of that. I would lose both of my legs, and here's the reason why. We kind of discussed this briefly in the, in the Tiger King episode, but yeah. there's, there's two reasons. One, the world is almost completely adapted to the no-leg game. Oh, hold, here's, my, here's my counter question. Where on the leg is it cut off? Is it below the knee? Like below the knee. It's below the knee. Oh, then that's doable. Oh, that's, yeah. I thought you meant like, you know, I'm wheelchair bound. No, it's below the knee. Like that. Okay, then I would do that. Yeah. Because two things. One is even if you were wheelchair bound or didn't have access to things, the world is totally adapted 
to people that can't use their legs, both getting in and out of basically any building, and even like most operating most things you can do with just like arm controls, and mm-hmm. leg prosthetics, as John brought up, Oscar Pistorius, before he murdered his girlfriend, was in the Olympics. And like, yeah, like, so you, maybe you could be an elite athlete as a result of this. Yeah, you could. You could go to the Paralympics. But I don't want to murder somebody. You would have that to do that. That is a requirement of not having legs. <laughs> that is I've true. Heard. Now, I will say. You know what? I'm back, actually, to non-dominant arm. I'll just start using my toes for everything. <laughs> hey, that's. Wait, so where are you losing the arm, then? Is it below the elbow? It's, uh, the, the main portion is that it doesn't matter. It, it, it's your hand is gone. That's the main, would, like, thing. Take, oh, if it, even if it's cut off at the wrist, for sure. You're still taking, so you're taking the hand. Yeah. Okay, so, so if, it, if it's one arm, if it's your non-dominant arm below the elbow and, or both legs below the knee, you're still taking the arm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'd use my feet for a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and then I would definitely have to create uh, some sort of attachments for my arm. Like I could put a spatula on there for cooking. I could do all kinds of stuff. Like Captain Hook? Like yeah, the hash-slinging slasher. Hang my groceries off of the hook hand. Whoa, Here's yeah. the thing. I would want to do a, a similar thing for the legs. Like hook my legs up to like a motorcycle or like an ATV and be able to like ride around like that. Like I'm a centaur. Mm. <laughs> we could just sew you onto a horse at that point. Yeah. That's true. Well, you could get like a tricycle going and then you'd just be, mm. you'd be constantly mobile. You'd be, you you'd be more stable than you'd be on legs. True. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I'd go legs. I think I'd go legs. I'm, I'm going legs. Yeah, I'm, I think I'd rather have my legs, to be honest. Yeah. See, I, I th- see. I I think that my whole thing is that you can replace the legs more completely than you can replace the hand. We still haven't figured out how to do prosthetic hands that open and close. Well. That's true. We have not, but I, I like the attachment system that I've come up with. The hook okay. would be pretty sweet. Um, and then you can do that thing where, you know, you wear like a long sleeve with a fake hand and then say, Hey, shake my hand. And then they pull your hand off. Like Chubbs Peterson so and happy Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 that's what I was trying to think of. That would be easily the, the best part of not having the hand. Right. Yeah, would be the ability to fuck with people. <laughs> right. I think um you could you'd get like a, a, a some sweet fake hands, mm. like a Thanos situation. Ooh, an infinity glove. An infinity glove hand. Now I will say there's an interesting twist for me in that scenario is if I lost my non-dominant hand, it'd be my right hand. So when I went to go shake hands with somebody, I either I first I dominate them mentally by being like here want to grab my nub <laughs> shake my hands then i come to my side and shake left hands that's a good point you own the room at that point i do yeah regrettably that would give you a lot of power you would dictate the terms all right yeah okay that's yeah <laughs> i think we i think we we're not changing anybody's no, mind wait. here I, I think we're all set in stone here yeah <laughs> Uh, okay, Gary, my next one. Um, all right, so you have to nominate someone that you know to run a race against peak Usain Bolt. They will run 75 meters. He will run a hunt, the full 100 meters of the race. Uh, they have unlimited time to train, and then essentially at some point they can say, all right, we're going to do the race now. Okay. 
Uh, if they win, you both get a million dollars. If they lose, you both die. Wow. Who do you pick? Well, joke's on both of you guys because I've always wanted to die. But <laughs> That's why I put the million dollars on the other side. I know you'd pick death if, there was, if it was just live or die. There's a part of me that says one of Brian's steps is like 75 meters long. <laughs> so he could be a safe bet. Exactly. Hmm. He's got the stride. He's... Probably taller than Usain Bolt. Probably. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I'm gonna do while you're discussing that. I'm gonna do some quick um, math on this. Okay. Oh, what kind of math? I'm gonna tell you how fast their forty has to be to get an idea of oh. Oh, wow. the speeds they have to get to. So I looked it up, and essentially the the way that this breaks down is I looked mm-hmm. up like what a uh, high school championship time in the 55 meters, which is a common race, would be, and then extrapolate that out to 75, and right. a high school champion 55-meter runner, just high school, right. would be able to beat him, essentially. Gotcha. But, like, uh, it, the, the men like, would, or the boys would. Usain Bolt has, you're saying he has more speed on the last 50 meters, then, than he does in the first 50? No. So, no, I mean, like, I'm saying, like, so if you took that person, that top, the high school state champion in that race, mm-hmm. and they ran oh, this. Oh, 55 against 100? No, 75, 75 against 100. 100. They would win gotcha, against Usain gotcha. Bolt. So you would need this person you pick to get at least to that level where they could win a high school state championship. Yeah, I have to go Brian. It's just so many fewer steps for him than anybody else I know. But he's so uncoordinated. Yeah, I know, but I mean, all he has to do is move his legs in front of each other twice, and he's there. Okay, this is going to be tough. The person I, has to the person has to run a four six eight forty, that pace over yeah. seventy five or over seventy five meters to right. be able to match his world record time. Yeah. So it's even slightly slower than that is still not doable. Before, I mean, yeah, unless seven. I'm allowed to say Tyreek Hill, who I personally don't know, <laughs> if it has to be somebody I actually know in person, it's going to be Brian. It'll, he'll either beat Usain Bolt in three steps, or it'll be funny to watch. <laughs> and then you'll get to die. Right. That's true. <laughs> I I figured that the million dollars would be enough to talk you off the uh, the die train, but yeah, evidently not. Oh, well. I just don't know who could beat him. I really don't. Other than... <sighs> Somebody crazy fast. Like I would. People, I, I would. Oh, go fast. ahead. What? 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 <laughs> Who? He said he doesn't know anybody fast. So I went to high school. So I went to grade school with a kid who ran at DePaul for college track. I'd probably have him do it for me. Uh, yeah, I mean that's. I know a couple fast people that I'm sure I could. The. Why don't you just pick, why don't you pick Jabril Peppers, John? Yeah, did you guys know that John knows Jabril Peppers? Yeah, I guess if it's just yeah, he's if, never ever talked about it before. Sure, Jabril ran faster than four six eight forty. Oh yeah, no, he was like. I just don't know fast. that a somebody with a good forty time is able to actually maintain that over almost twice the distance. It just be you just need someone who is a baseline athletic enough because again, right. unlimited training time, right? So essentially, they just need to get to a place. I don't know. It, over short distances like that, it is tougher. Right. Like, you can't really 
train it. The closest. I feel like once you get to the Usain Bolt types of speed, even though it's seventy five compared to one hundred, like you have to know somebody who just like some people just their body is physically built for being like very fast. Yeah, Usain Bolt. Right now, he's just tall as shit and fast. Right in in Shaq verse, Shaq raced Tyson Gay. One time yeah. and beat him, but that Shaq was only running fifty meters, and Tyson Gay was running a hundred meters. And Shaq oh. beat him pretty easily at that, at those differences. Yeah. That that is why I did not. I initially had this at fifty meters, and then I started doing some math, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like any most people could like right, actually win that race, could, yeah. Like, yeah, if they trained for it. So, okay, so Brian, then so you, yeah, why not? You're, you're going down on the sinking roll, ship with I Brian. The dice on Brian. Okay. It's the nicest thing you've probably ever said about him. It's possible. <laughs> okay, Chuck. Okay. Um, all right, my last one is more on my on par with my typical ones of these. Garrison, you and Brian are in a battle royale. Okay? Brian has a wooden baseball bat. Mm-hmm. You have a handgun. You take your pick of which kind of handgun you want. Um but it is unloaded, and you have no access to bullets. So essentially, all it's good for is throwing it at him or pistol whipping him with it. Who comes out alive? You or Brian, and why? I come out alive. Brian's pretty docile. Well, for, well, first, what handgun are you using? I mean, if all I can do is just, like, pistol whip him. Well, so bullets are the limiting factor, or are there other components? Because I could grab like a blunderbuss sort of arrangement and just shove anything. It's, 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 it's got to be considered a handgun, fire, and but it, but it just has no bolt. Basically, just basically, it's just a a, a random sized gun shaped piece of steel is what you have. Right, right. So there's these fifty caliber revolvers that people carry in like Alaska in case they get attacked by grizzly bears. <laughs> have a really long barrel and they weigh like eight pounds. I'd definitely take that for the extended range okay. and just try to throw it at his head. <laughs> so you're gonna try so you're gonna do a go from a distance, you're not gonna get up close trying to pistol whip him with it? No, if he has a baseball bat, that's I mean, even a, like anybody with a baseball bat, you don't have a chance if you get close. So my thought is this that there's no way Brian knows how to like step into it and use his legs to generate like That's any sort of power. Bat, though, you don't have to swing it that hard to like put a hurt on somebody. You know? I, I I won't disagree with that. Well, that's so. Here's a, an, another aspect though. <clears throat> is it worse that you're giving Brian the baseball bat because you could potentially take the baseball bat from him and I mean, use it against? Worst comes to worst, that's possible. But I think I have it with just hitting him with the gun. Basically, <laughs> basically, it was. Do you think that you could take one slug? From Brian with a baseball bat to get close enough that they didn't just beat him in the face with the butt end of this whatever gun you're holding. I think I probably could as long as you didn't like hit me right in the temple or something. Yeah. But I would definitely avoid taking that risk. I would try just throwing at him first. It's not like he's gonna catch this gun flying at him. <laughs> Even if I miss, I can like run around him and go, go grab it and try that's, again. That's true. I mean, that's actually a good point. That's well, a you have to be quicker than him. So a good strategy might actually be not to throw the gun, to wait for him to take kind of a bad swing, see if you can dodge it, and then bash his knuckles with the gun Ooh, so that he, he will drop that. the baseball bat and probably have broken hands. Mm-hmm. There you go. Right. Yeah, and then at that point, 
It's it's you get your pick essentially. Do you want to kill him with the gun or with the baseball bat? Right. <laughs> now, my other question was: Let's say you had just like not a revolver, would you consider like taking apart the components of the gun and throwing them at him individually? See, there's nothing inside of the gun that like there's nothing like there's not a knife stuck in there or anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't true. know what individual component I could actually use to to slug him with other than the whole thing. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, unless you essentially, if you just took two of the heavier pieces and then essentially you just had two shots at it rather than one. Right. If you get a nice heavy revolver, it has a nice kind of like boomerang-ish shape and an mm. even weight distribution, yeah. you could get a good hurt on it. Put, put, put a whip out on somebody is what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, yeah, I would take you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I agree with your point that Brian is docile. A gentle giant, right? As it were, yes. Jolly, yes. Green, maybe. I could also just put on TikTok, and you would forget about trying to kill me. <laughs> Different watch, yeah. Just leave. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Last question. Uh, so, this one I'm going to flip this here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put you on Brian's team. Okay. So you, Brian, and Mike are all dropped into the remote. <laughs> Alaskan, yeah, we're off to a good start. Uh, dropped in the remote Alaskan wilderness, right? Uh, you're all adequately dressed for the environment, so you got mm-hmm. like parkas and like snow pants on and everything Mike's like that. Mike's going to be a huge asset, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm curious to hear why. But So you're adequately, adequately dressed, plus you each have a knife, a tarp, and 200 feet of paracord. So you got like kind of the survival right. basics. Uh, you all, all of you need to survive one year. Okay. Can you do it? Yes. Okay, why? So, I think there's a chance that if you kind of put Mike out there, that the Inuit people would be like, this guy is wandering around the wilderness, and he looks like us. Like, we're also uh, have roots from Asia. (laughs) They might adopt him and take him in. I would let him become a part of their society and then come get Brian and I and bring us in. <laughs> he said Mike would be an asset, and he did not disappoint in his explanation why the Inuit might accept it as one of their own. They would, they would just see him at a distance, kind of just puttering around and go like, oh, we got to help this guy. Right. <laughs> he got lost. <laughs> that... Wow. Um, I was going to say, I wasn't imagining that you were anywhere near any other people, but that's such a fantastic answer that we're throwing that rule out. I enjoy that scenario way more. Wait, that's still counting on. So then you and Brian need to spend a lot of time kind of camped out alone together while Mike establishes roots. Right. I take care of Brian. No. Do you think you could survive that long without murdering Brian? in the forest? <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be the toughest part. I don't know. Brian's actually a big asset in the forest. We went on camping trip with Brian, and he can fell entire trees just by like pushing them down. Have I have video of it? It happened in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'd be an asset for sure. You could keep him around for fire. Right. We just have to have our tents far apart. You would just meet up to exchange fire. Like you would give him everything else, and he would no, give you fire. No, I would. Wood. I would like live with Brian in like a little a little camp. But like, yeah, I think it'd be fine. <laughs> that was. My reasoning on those two people is that I thought you would kill Brian with your bare hands. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even use the knife. And then Mike would just die. 
Like, I think Mike would be a lot of fun actually to take out there. He would get really into the hype train. I mean, he would be like, you know, let's say we don't find a, a people for him to like. I, he would get on the hype train of like living in the village with like all the, you know, the the whale skins and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. Be like the Migos, um, right? T-shirt like, music, video. right? Exactly. That's what it would be like. Mike would wander off into the woods and come back wearing like a bear skin. <laughs> think it was sick too who who's who's a more dangerous threat to brian the scenario you garrison or an actual grizzly bear probably me yeah <laughs> like we run this scenario out a hundred times you're killing brian more than Gizzle- like 99 times <laughs> yeah. so, not saying it would be easy but i'm saying it would be possible <laughs> you want to do it now now here's a little Mm-hmm. Just to play devil's advocate, assuming that there was no Inuit society you could befriend and become a part of, could you put Mike and Brian on your back and get them through a year in the Alaskan wilderness? I feel like I could. I mean, I used to watch a lot of Man vs. Wild when I was a kid. <laughs> sure. All right, so I'm kind of an expert. Right. Um, no, I think we could do it. I watched so much Man vs. Wild, Survivor Man, and Dual Survival that I was convinced that I could survive a week in any environment. Oh, for sure. The hard, the hardest part, easy, like winter would be terrible. Yeah. Like if we haven't somehow contacted people who really know how to live in Alaska by winter, let's say we get dropped in spring, if we make it into fall and we haven't like, cause I feel like to survive a full year, you have to find somebody else out there who can help you. Mm-hmm. If we, if it starts becoming winter and the sun's down all the time, we're dead. There's not a chance. Okay, so if this was like remote enough that you could never somehow navigate, right? Like if people, we walked for a full year and couldn't find a village or anything, that's an interesting strat. So don't just set up camp and try to weather the storm. Attempt to get to where, like, some other location. Right. You got to stay on the move. Well, I got to take this. Okay. Sure. We can do this live on air. At this point in the episode, Garrison took a phone call for work. Uh, for the sake of his job security, uh, he requested that that clip be deleted, but instead I figured out that you can, uh, take a clip of audio within this software and, uh, reverse it. So I'd like for you all to please enjoy a segment that we're calling, uh, Garrison Speaks in Tongues. Uh, here it is. Illuminating. Did you keep it on for that? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> what was that all about? I had to take a work call. But what was the. What was oh, that? Him and someone's a healer. Yeah. You look at the cost of the lock it out. Yeah. The lock of the cost of Yeah. Okay, well, that was all of the hypotheticals I believe we had, Chuck, unless you had a secret surprise one. No, that was was my three. All right, so that'll about do it for us. Gary, do you have anything to share with the people before we let you go here? Um... No. Any news? Any? 
No, not really. Okay. I don't live a very exciting life anymore. No, no, no. Just kind of stay in the house with John, who made it very clear earlier in the episode that he doesn't like me. You left Or any of our today. other roommates. So. I, I, I fucking hate working from home. I absolutely, absolutely hate it. I'm so glad to be back at work. I gotta be, I don't mind it. I really don't. Well, it's John, you, you just claim that you're in isolation by yourself and you live with three other people. So you, clearly, yeah, you don't, you don't mind being alone. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, Thriving. No, it's I, if I wasn't as busy as I am right now, I don't think it'd be that much of a problem. The effort of having to like have like ten to twenty phone calls a day to like get through stuff is a pain in the ass. But like, if I can get going on something and like not have to interact with anybody else, it's pretty. It's my my main issue is that the software that I'm using to like enter in data into like our database is four times slower like at my house. I think it has to do something with the remote access than it is at work. So when I'm doing it, I like have to type in some info and then wait like a good 15 to 20 seconds for like the page to completely load so I can like finish doing it. And I literally want to blow my brains out every single time that I have to stare at the screen and wait for it to load. That's that's pretty miserable. That I've tried Every room in my house, hardwiring it into my like router, nothing increases the speed. So it's just like, an issue of like the remote access. I yeah. literally am going crazy just staring at my computer screen waiting for a page to load. That sucks. Yeah, that's pretty. That's something that yeah, I guess luckily I'm not. Like if, if I was working as fast at home as I was at work, it wouldn't be as bad. But I'm like sitting at my computer for eight to nine hours a day, just getting a. F- third to a fourth of what I used to get at work done because I just can't do anything. You're describing Brian's dream scenario, I think. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. So that's why I hate it. I, I just want things to be open again and to be able to do go outside and like go to a bar and just do things. Yeah. We were talking about at work today how sweet it would be if there was like a test you could take to see if you have the antibodies so that you knew um, Plus, you were just free to move. Right, exactly. Interesting. That'd be, and like you just had to, like, essentially, like, just like wash your hands, essentially, like, pretty right. routinely. And just try not to spread it to other people. Yeah. Which is essentially what's happening now, I guess. It would just be nice to know. Yeah. Like, there were times in January and February where, like, my coworkers were really, really sick with really bad coughs and stuff, and I could have been exposed, like, mm-hmm. back before we were actually taking it seriously. Yeah. And, like, obviously we know it was here, just, like, not in large quantities. Yeah. But, like, two of my coworkers had uh, pneumonia. Oh, shit. So, like, there's a good chance that I already had the antibodies, but I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do not have enough tests. Right. They could... <laughs> Crazy. Like, even if they had a test prepared, they could not roll it out quickly enough. We were finding that out mm. convincingly with everything else. God, that's just, yeah, just, no. it, it, it just sucks a lot. It does. But it's okay, Charlie, because we have this every day until we either die or get out of this. One or the other. If we manage to get through this whole thing with an episode a day, that would be by far the most impressive thing that this league has done, I think. Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, I, sure. I mean, yeah, no, if we're able to do whatever it would be, I think we did the math, and if this goes all the way, like, it actually, yeah, if it's 
all the way to the thirtieth, like it's supposed to be. It'll be like fifty-two episodes. It'll be. It would have been five weeks of episodes. Yeah. Oh my god. Ridiculous. Which is only twenty-five, but. Oh, what, I forget what month. What John's doing, doing some wild math over here, yeah. but I might have been. I might have done that math for like through to June first, whatever. Yeah, because um, you definitely weren't doing it till April thirtieth. Definitely was not. No. Uh, the question is, how do we reach more guests? We need people outside of our circle to call in and have no clue what's happening when we question them. That's, I mean, something we might just do. We may just start calling random people. I think we, I think we, we get to a point like maybe four weeks in, where we just punch in a random number like on our phones. See if somebody answers and just start rapid firing questions. That'd be sweet. <laughs> About fantasy football too. Like I want to be specifically like asking them like for advice on our fantasy league that won't be happening for at least another whatever five months. What I'm hoping is I get one of those texts that's like, Hey, I'm Janice from Bernie twenty twenty, like Call her up. Let's talk about Bernie. Yeah, are you for Bernie? And get her on the phone under the guise of when I talk about Bernie, but just ask the most ridiculous like questions and, and not make it about Bernie at all. Who would Bernie take in the first round of the draft? Yeah. <laughs> is Bernie a Christian McCaffrey guy? Is that racist if he is? <laughs> um, now that you mention it. <laughs> I'm just asking the questions. I'm not trying to suggest anything. Um, all right. Well, Gary, we'll let you go. Um, thank you, of course, for, mm-hmm. for being with us here mm-hmm. today. Um, I know you have a jam-packed schedule, right. so uh, it means the world. Um, we will be back tomorrow for our uh, whatever. I don't know how to say it because is today our Tuesday episode or is tomorrow? Just tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow's episode will be tomorrow. Sure. Check back for that tomorrow. Uh, uh, we actually, we actually don't. We have, we have Colin on tomorrow. We actually have it planned ahead of time. We got Colin on. So the first time ever, we have it planned ahead of the time. Uh, Minecraft episode. We do need to do one of those. I want to be in the seat for that. Well, what we're gonna do is we'll have because we can do an unlimited number of people on these now. True. Get all the boys on. Yeah, have all on. whatever it is six, seven of us mm-hmm. together. That'd be pretty sweet. Six, and then yeah, just have us all discussing our Minecraft realm to the interest of no one that's not in our Minecraft right. realm. Yeah, exactly. I'm down. Uh, but yeah, check back here tomorrow, and then check back in the future for that episode because that's coming down the pipeline. Um, but until then, please. Yeah.